Welcome to episode 122 of This Week in Marketing Show, also known as the Twim Show. This is your host, Shajid Islam, and today I'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of August 15 through 19, 2022. Today, first off, we're going to talk about Snapchat, or should I say Snapchat Plus. Snapchat Plus has reached about a million subscribers and they've announced new features. Keep in mind, Snapchat Plus launch was covered in episode 115 and now it seems that in about six weeks time, Snapchat Plus has have has crossed the 1 million subscribers mark. Snapchat Plus is a premium membership uh, that is about what, $3.99, $4 a month. Uh, compared to TikTok Blue, which is about a, uh, five, $5 a month, $4.99. So Snapchat plus, Snapchat plus is obviously a dollar cheaper. But nevertheless, uh, Snapchat Plus has a lot more users than TikTok Blue. Again, this is something based on uh, looking at TikTok's uh, revenue uh, quarterly updates, uh, the revenue numbers from the quarterly updates, uh, and we didn't really see a lot of uh, good things coming out of there, but TikTok has never announced how many users they have. The new features that Snapchat has added to it are a Snapchat Plus badge, uh, ghost trails, which is the ability to see where your friends were in the past 24 hours, the ability to see who rewashed your snaps, the option to designate a best friend and pin them to the top of your feed, and other exclusive icons and themes. <clears throat> oh, these were the features that were already in Snapchat Plus. The new ones are um, it's priority story replies. Your replies will be more visible to influencers and celebrities. Post view emojis. Show people a specific, specific emoji after they view your snaps. Uh, Bitmoji backgrounds and app icons, which is basically changing the Snapchat icon on your home screen to one of your several new designs. Now, if you are like me and say, who's going to pay four bucks a month to get all this, you know, how is it flimsy features well snapchats are mainly for zen zers and they love this kind of stuff so it's really playing well into um you know that market segment and obviously at that age they want to really be cool they want to show off to their friends and they want to have this chance of having their uh replies go up in the I guess, in the message folders uh, to influencers. So it works well. Anyway, moving on from Snapchat Plus to Pinterest. Pinterest has announced this new thing called Hosted Checkout for Shopify merchants. So obviously, you have to be a Shopify merchant to be able to take care uh, to, to leverage this new feature but what basically happens is before prior to hosted checkup when a shopper wanted to shop a product from a product pin they would have to click the pin visit the retailer's site go through the extra steps to add the products to their cart enter payment and shipping details blah 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 now with hosted checkouts the shopper will pick the exact product they want from pinterest Right, and then they will tap the buy button on Pinterest and they will enter the hosted checkout experience where they will basically be popped up uh, with a form where they can enter the shipping and payment. Now, if you're saying, hey, that's almost the same, but maybe one or two steps being removed from the whole uh, chain, you are correct. They're just removing like two or three chains. Like one is like when you click on the pin, it's taking you to the you know merchant page. That's one. And number two is probably the other button, which is like an add to cart. Now remember, friction reducing friction causes more uh, revenue. Uh, why is that? 
I just do not know. It's just like the if you reduce and it has scientifically been proven, if you reduce two layers of frictions or two steps, it will drastically improve your conversion rate. So that's what's happening here. Number two is, you know, if you were clicking on an external link, even though it's um, even though it's on Shopify, which is a very fast network and things like that, it will take some time for the page to load. Also, depending on what you have on your that website and the page it will take anywhere from three to five seconds now you could say dude that's not a whole lot of time delay but trust me on online world when you're on mobile that's a big delay that's two number three is when you go from uh, and this is my opinion when you go from pinterest to say shopify side uh, you are and you're converting what they're because of Apple's ATT update, you will not get the data back, right? There is like, there are some, if you have asked apps to not track, there's a lot of things over there. With being in the hosted, being in the Pinterest platform, there's a lot more transaction tracking happening and Pinterest can then basically put feed that data back into the Pinterest platform and say who converted and who did not. Overall, this is a great update. So if you are using Shopify and putting your product on Pinterest, you definitely should take uh leverage of this feature of unless you hate money okay talking about conversions and things like that tiktok this week came out and basically shared that they have three new types of shopping ads on tiktok uh, their one is the video shopping ads the other one is the catalog listing ads and the third is live shopping ads now i could go deep into these three different types of ad but you know that will probably bore you to death. I just want you to know there are three different types of ads, new ads in TikTok. Um, if you check out the show notes page, again, go on to marketandgrow.com. Uh, you should see Twim Show on the top right. Click on that. It will take you to the latest episode, which is episode 122. And you can read everything that you want to know. And also, I will put the link. I've added the link to the PDF that TikTok has published uh, let me see what did I add here. <clears throat> yeah, a PDF guide that outlines the whole process. Okay, so you want to take a look at that. Please do again. You know, I'm not a TikTok expert, TikTok ads expert, so I really shouldn't talk much about it. But it seems like a very interesting, depending on what, based on what TikTok has published and what they're doing. With that, moving on to the next update, TikTok now recommends you to use Instant Page with your ad. What are instant pages? Again, instant page was something that was released in, back in January 2022, and it was uh, covered in episode 93. Uh, 93. And basically, instant page is enables brand to connect their TikTok ads through a lightweight native landing page built within TikTok itself that loads up up to 11 times faster than standard mobile pages. Now, let me pause here for a second. Let's forget about the 11 times faster than the standard mobile pages. What is happening, guys? Can you see that thing with hosted checkout? Basically, Pinterest is basically allowing you to do checkout out of the app itself. Instant page is the similar, the same thing. They don't want you to go to a third-party website or your own website. They want you to complete. They want you to use instant page so that you can compete and complete. Your users can... Sorry, I'm mixing it up. Your users or your buyers, your shoppers, your future buyers can complete their transaction while staying within the same platform so that they can, obviously, they're going to load faster because you are within the app. Number two is obviously they will get the data that will help you uh, do better in ads. That's what it is all about. They're not saying that. I'm just telling you this is exactly what the play is. But overall, <clears throat> 
besides recommending you to do that, uh, what else am I saying? You know, they, TikTok has published uh, best press practices in how to create a good converting, high converting uh, instant pages, such as you know, having at least one call to bug action button, distinctive call to action colors, uh, um, consider your you know, on-site page views and call to action measure metrics to watch, like some of the metrics you should watch and things like that. I'm going to go ahead and put a lot of the details in the show notes page. Again, make sure you go visit it and you will get all up to date on what you need to know on instant page. Okay, now that we have covered TikTok, let's move into Instagram and Reels update. So this week, Instagram has announced, Adam Masuri, the CEO of Instagram, has announced that we can now cross-post Instagram Reels to Facebook. Trust me, this was uh, my big beef with the platform because, you know, I could put up a video on our page, uh, on our Instagram, sorry, I could put up a video on our Instagram uh, handle and that video can actually show up on our Facebook page. However, it didn't used to happen for Reels, but given this update, now it's it's going to happen is cross posting is working uh, now the second thing is add your sticker from instagram stories basically instagram is bringing the add your stickers from stories to reels you can add the sticker to any reel to encourage others to create a reel in response it could be something like my highlight of the weekend was spending time at the beach and then you can say add yours users can tap on the sticker and then add their own reel responding to your prompt it just again you know, Instagram, Facebook wants you to create engaging content so that you can do this banter and go back and forth, things like that. Third is new insight for Reels on Facebook. Uh, now you'll be able to analyze data such as reach, average time, watch time, total watch time, and other metrics that can help you understand how your Reels are performing on Facebook. Trust me, uh, I don't think you really want to go down that rabbit hole, but if you are one of those person who wants to go down that rabbit hole, rabbit hole, the data is there. Lastly, you can schedule Reels on Facebook. Okay, using Creator Studio. Uh, so that's something you want to know. And remember, we did hear rumors or we did hear things that, you know, very soon you will be able to create in schedule reels in Instagram from the app itself. So there you go. All the things you need to know. If you're following the Twim show, you know there's a trend, a theme that's evolving. Intr uh, Instagram and Facebook is doubling down on reels and everything reels tiktok pinterest shopify uh, tiktok and pinterest are doubling down on ecom that's how it's playing out okay last next update is from meta which is the parent company for facebook and instagram but basically meta has uh, published a document a pdf 21 page pdf that says um, they're calling it foundations of performance guide uh, that provides uh, tips and tips and tricks to mitigate AT&T ATT update impacts. ATT stands for Apple's uh, trackings. Forgot, I'm blanking out right now. But this is the same ATT privacy update that came around through from iOS 14.5. Now, what are they really saying? They're saying use conversion API and conversion optimization. Listen to Facebook's uh, recommendation. Blah 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 blah. The link to the PDF is going to be on our show notes page. Go ahead and check it out if you really want to read out. Uh, trust me, there was nothing new. The only thing I can tell you after I skim through it is that, you know, one is Facebook does acknowledge that, you know, they are not getting as better data as they used to. Uh, so they're missing out on the data as a result. You know, the results on Facebook platform or Meta platform has been, you know, not so great uh, so they want to use want you to use conversion api and conversion optimization and some of the recommendations create multiple creatives multiple ad 
stuff so that you know you can try it out and narrow down i'm not a facebook user uh, facebook advertiser so i really cannot comment on that but from what i have here heard on the field is that people are unhappy with the results they're getting on facebook okay moving on uh, the question is hey google will you rank will you rank non https sites in 2022 um basically https is like would you rank a website that is not uh, that doesn't have https instead of http the answer to that question from google's uh, search advocate john Mueller is that of course we will we will not like you know really discriminate because you don't have uh, HTTPS. However, do keep in mind, HTTPS is a ranking signal. What that basically means that Google takes different um, signals from different sources. So, you know, obviously, if you miss, if you don't get the, you know, a plus one, let's just say it, a signal and for HTTPS, you're going to lose a little bit of number. So, which basically means you could fall off or you could just be pushed out to the page too. But folks, in this is 2022, just use HTTPS. This is a not, you should not have a website that doesn't have HTTPS, right? It's like eight bucks a month, eight bucks a year, sorry. Next up is the other question is, hey, Google, do you drop URLs from index over time? The answer to that question is absolutely yes. That's what John Miller says. Hey, from time to time, we will de-index page from our indexes for whatever reasons, whether the, you know, when we try to reach it, it was unreachable or maybe we didn't like it, whatever it is. Google is saying, you know what, it happens, live with it. But my suggestion to you if you're listening to this is go ahead and make sure you check at least once a month if not at least once a quarter if all the pages on your site are still indexed or not there is a way to check that you basically go to google search console put in the url and google is going to say if this page exists in yours in their index or not now the question is i have like 50 plus pages well, folks, this is where you start to either bring in a VA or you need to start automa uh, automating some of the stuff so that every month you can get a data back and you don't have to do it manually, right? That's all I can tell you. The other other thing is you could just leave things uh, up in the air. But do this for money pages, pages that will generate money, revenue, uh, whether it's filling out contact form, generating leads, things like that. Don't do it for like about us pages or history pages or career pages, things like that. That's just my suggestion here. Next up, Google Merchant Center may limit the visibility of certain product listings. By certain product listings, I mean free product listings. Uh, and it will only happen if you do not have, let me see, um, insufficient, if you have insufficient contact information, you're missing a return or refund policy. Three things. First of all, why would you have that? Why would you have an e-com site without uh, contact information, uh, missing a return policy as well as a refund policy? Because if you do that, chances are your credit card, uh, your credit card company, whoever does your credit card processing, is going to eventually shut you down. But if you do happen to have it, Google is coming out and say, "Hey, look, our policy is that you need to have these three things. But if you have it, we will not enforce it. We may show your site results, or we may not show your site results." I don't know about you, but I don't like this kind of answers, right? I I like sure short deals. So I rather stay folks. Just go to the website, to your website editor, to your developer, and add three pages and add some basic stuff. And that's it. You're done. Right? Why do you want to take chances in this day and age when it's so competitive? 
That's all I can tell you. Okay, last update of this week is that Google has announced uh, starting next week, which is actually the week of August 22nd, they're going to do this, roll out this new algorithm called Helpful Content Algorithm that will target sites with low quality content. Folks, this is huge. This is big. So what this is, is like you know, a lot of websites have been using artificial intelligence or been using like, you know, writing crappy content so that they can rank higher by you know, saying, hey, by using concepts like keyword density and creating like, you know, duplicating the words, things like that, blah, blah, blah. Google is saying, you know what, enough is enough. We're going to shut it down. They are going to basically look, look at websites and web pages through the lenses of, is this content helpful? Remember, it goes back into the Google stuff of EAT expert authority and trust which is basically google wants you to create helpful content uh, so google is going to be like if someone comes to your website they're going to read it will they find value in this content is this valuable is this informational is this educational right if not google is going to penalize you now in the past certain algorithms uh, google algorithm updates have penalized okay fine you have one page that does not have good content so we are going to just penalize that page but google in this content in this instance is saying we may penalize the whole site and we will penalize the whole site. So if you have like say 40% unhelpful content and 60% helpful content, your site could still be penalized. They're starting off with English uh, content first, English, English sites, and then they will roll it out to other languages. So don't say I didn't warn you, right? So what does this mean for you? You need to go and check your blogs, check your stuff and see what kind of content you have written because sometimes a lot of people outsource this thing, right? A lot of business owners don't have the time to check it and they're getting crappy content and now this is where they're going to get penalized. They're going to get dinged and you don't want to be dinged because if you get dinged, it will be months before you come back. It will be months that you recover. I mean, you need to check out the show notes page because, you know, it's going to be a lot of stuff uh, that is there. In fact, there are some guidelines from Google, like, you know, how do you know you're writing helpful content uh, built around human first or they're calling it human first content? Like there are questions you can ask. Do you have an existing or intended audience for your business or site that would find the content useful if they came directly to you? And the list goes on and on. And then Google also lays out like questions like when it comes to avoiding search engine first content, which is SEO friendly uh, keyword surfing or keyword density based uh, content, they're going to say is the content primarily to attract people from search engine rather than made for humans? Like that's one of the questions they ask right there. So once you really read these questions, you will know uh, and you go to look at some of your content and you will be fine. Like, for example, for us, we wrote a lot of blogs this summer. All our blogs have been educational, informational, trying to deliver value so that anyone who comes to our, uh, stumbles on our website and sees that and they will know, you know what, this was really written for uh, someone to, for us to educate our future customers. We didn't write it for SEO friendliness and whatever it is, right? So as a result, I'm not sweating bullets because I did the hard work or we did the hard work in the front end. Right, we put in the hard work. We just say, you know, we want to be creating educational content that we would be able to print it out and bind them together and create a book out of it. That's how we looked at it. So, folks, uh, that's all there is for this week in marketing. Now you know everything you need to be in the know. If you want to read more, please make sure you visit the show notes page. Again, the address is marketandgrow.com. Until next week, take care. Bye bye.